The Mitchell's Front Page Podcast is brought to you by Geelong Bank. Listen live on 94.7 The Pulse, Mondays and Tuesdays from 9 till 11. And it seems like every time just about there is a lockdown, we talk to the Victorian Chamber of Commerce and Industry about what the impacts are to business. On the line, we've got Tim O'Callaghan, who is the General Manager of Strategic Initiatives at the Chamber. Tim, thanks very much for being on the program. Oh, pleasure. Good morning, Mitchell. How are you? Good, thank you. First of all, some good news for business in regional Victoria today that we weren't anticipating when we actually um, scheduled this interview in, but um, some great news that business is, in some cases, able to go back to trading today. Fantastic news. And, uh, yes, I think it caught uh, all of us by surprise. Um, but we'll take it. Uh, certainly, uh, we'd like to get Metro and Melbourne uh, open as quickly as possible, and uh, we'll continue to work with the government and pressure them on that. But fantastic news for you and your listeners. And I know there are people that listen to this program that are in metropolitan Melbourne. They might be on the other side of the bay in the Mornington Peninsula or in the uh, western suburbs of Melbourne. They're clearly still doing it tough. Uh, I'm just wondering what you make of this situation from the Chamber's perspective in terms of the harsh lockdown that the government has imposed. Is it justified or is there somewhere that we can have some businesses that are currently closed trading while also keeping COVID cases down? Look, traditionally we've sat in uh, the line of saying we support the government with their health uh, initiatives. Um, We know the impact that this has on business, whether they be regional or metro. Um, It's a significant impact. We've pressured the government in the past um, and we recently, um, with the Victorian federal government, uh, announcing their $400 million package to support uh, businesses impacted by these snap lockdowns. We worked closely with uh, both governments and with the Australian Hotels Association to build that package on the back of feedback we've received from our members. Now, I believe you had plans for a road show or a road trip around regional Victoria. I'm assuming that's been put yeah. on hold because I'm assuming you can't travel from yes. Melbourne uh, to regional Victoria. Do you know when that's going to be now? We've, we've slated it for September. Um, I don't have the exact dates at the moment, though, Mitchell. The reason for that is, uh, obviously, we were planning on some significant uh, uh, initiatives over this uh, coming fortnight. But uh, we've put it back till September, and we're just clarifying times with the venues. And then if your listeners want to log on to the victorianchamber.com.au, um, and under the regional roadshows, they will have the new dates uh, when it's appropriate. Let's hope that it's not disrupted again, because I know a lot of people that have rescheduled and then have had to reschedule again, because there has been a lockdown uh, in every calendar month since, what, May? <laughs> it's, and I shouldn't laugh. It's not to, to make light of the situation. Um, we were sitting there yesterday, and this is what all business... I'm sure you have uh, personal friends with their own small business. I do. Um, and I think it's just one of the ways that we keep ourselves upbeat, um, that we say, Rodeo, we were nearly there and we're putting it off till September. Um, but essentially, uh, this it, it's one of those pieces of um, unfortunate uh, timing, but they'd be great roadshows, and I encourage all of your listeners. Um, it, it, it is largely around uh, working with Crown, 
Um, so if we're looking at um, the primary producers and suppliers, I encourage all of your listeners just to have a look on the website at these roadshows because there might be a piece of information that comes out of one of these um, tender discussions that really helps when you want to expand your business. I'm just wondering, yeah, can you tell us what sorts of things are actually discussed at the roadshows and how they might be of interest to the listeners? Yeah, so um, if you're a business out there, a small business, medium business, sole trader, if you're looking to expand when you enter into a large market tender with someone such as Crown, there are a number of protocols that uh, they have to tick off. And in addition to Crown being there, we're going to have uh, Con Barbarcus, who's the Victorian Chamber's Senior Health, Safety and Wellbeing Consultant. So essentially what they're going to talk about is how to respond to tenders and the decision criteria procurement typically uses to make decisions on supplier selection how to engage with large hospitality in particular and tourism venues such as Crown, an overview of the general business support post-COVID-19, including what small and medium business size businesses need to consider from a safety perspective when bidding for these large contracts, and how to ensure safety management systems meet the standards that large businesses expect. Uh, to give you some background, um, in a previous life, uh, I was at Qantas, and we obviously entered into a number of large market tenders, and uh, you could have 30 pages of questions, you could have over 100 pages in appendices of information. So I would encourage people, and, and we've seen people move to the regions, Mitchell, we've seen cottage industries start to grow. So in order for them to grow further, this is the sort of information that they'll need. It's fascinating, isn't it? Because I suppose when businesses are trying to look at those big contracts and apply for tenders, it's daunting. But uh, if you have someone that shows them the way, perhaps through your roadshows, it can make all the difference and it can open up new markets for businesses that have, perhaps have done, done it tough as a result of these lockdowns. I, I know, as I said before, from my own personal experience, that they are daunting. And that's it when you've got you know 20 people in the legal team that can assist you through it. So just working through stage by stage of what you've got to look for, even just for people out there, just to help you establish your business. So if you want to grow it, this is what you will need to do. Now, you may not be in that particular space right now, but at least it'll start to give you a bit of a pathway. If you want to grow making marmalade jam, this is what you'll need to do in order for that to be successfully implemented into Crown Towers on the morning tea tray. Well, I hope it is a success. And just in terms of the businesses coming out of lockdowns issue, I'm just wondering how quickly trade can ratchet back up again. So if business finds out yesterday uh, that we're going to be out of lockdown in regional Victoria today, does it tend to go back up to 100% quite quickly or does it actually take time to get levels of trade back up and are consumers reluctant to spend money? Um, well, I would certainly say that it's it's a mixed answer that I can give you on that one. Certain industries will uh, come back quite quickly. If we look at large uh, retail trade, um, hardware stores, etc., you walk back in and you can quite easily select the item that you want and you're out. We do see it with some of the hospitality venues, um, but then they've got to get their staff back, they've got to get their produce up to speed. So it is a little bit of a mixed uh, message about how we can respond to that. Um, but in saying that, in the past, there has been a surge come back, especially once they open Metropolitan uh, Melbourne. Mm.
Mm. And I'm just wondering what levels of consumer confidence are at because I'd imagine some consumers, particularly if you've got insecure work, you'd be perhaps more inclined to put money into savings rather than spending it. Is that what you're finding or are you finding that people are just as happy to spend a discretionary income in local business? Um, if I can give you an example, I have a friend who has a Range Rover dealership. He's struggling to get cars. Mm. So there are people out there who are willing to spend. I think it depends on the line of your work and your own personal financial circumstance. But the $50,000 that you may have spent on a holiday overseas uh, isn't going to happen uh, anytime soon. So that plays into it as well. Um, but we're certainly seeing that uh, when metropolitan Melbourne opens up in particular, the whole state starts to boom. And I think, too, Mitchell, there's um, a little bit of nervousness around travel interstate, um, obviously, given what's going on at the moment. But yes. even if I take uh, the look at, you know, travelling in November, am I going to commit to a holiday interstate or will I start to say, look, let's, let's look local? And your listeners are in some of the best uh, areas uh, in the state. So I'm hoping that they see that surge. Is that what we're seeing, that people are spending more time locally? If they're going travelling, they'll just go, you know, 30 or 50 k's up the road because I have heard anecdotally there's been people caught out with these most recent border closures and they are currently stuck on the wrong side of the New South Wales border. I did hear that myself. Look, um, if, if you were to say yes, I think it's fair to say that people will look locally, um, whether it be a day trip or uh, an overnight. Um, Unfortunately, we are seeing domestic overnights that have fallen by around 30% uh, when we compare uh, 2019 to 2021, um, which is unfortunate. But if we can boost when metropolitan Victoria is uh, open, when we can boost into the regions and build those numbers, hopefully that will see uh, great benefit. To your listeners. The other thing I would actually ask as well is just in terms of the travel industry, I hear anecdotally that people are booking travel at the very last minute because they're worried about uh, that trip being cancelled and then them having to go through all the hoops to try and get a refund or worry about losing their stay or losing their deposit. Is that creating uncertainty for business that people are doing things all at the last minute? That always does. And forward bookings were one of the cornerstones when I was at Qantas and um, you'd look at your 16-week window um, and to use the analogy at the moment, it's almost booked today, travel tomorrow. That's what I'm hearing from my travel industry friends that I uh, keep in touch with regularly. I'd encourage uh, your listeners too to um, use a travel agent. Um, it's one of those pieces that you could sit on hold to a, a supplier or you just get in contact with your local travel agent and have them do it for you. They... They are living and breathing this situation with borders opening, borders closing, hot spots, orange spots, red spots. They're taking care of that. So um, they've been decimated over this period with the lack of international travel and then the impact on uh, of recent times on interstate travel. So I'd encourage your listeners to, where possible, use the local travel agents in your area because they'll know what you're able to uh, to do.
Actually, just one thing before I let you go that has come to mind. Uh, in our news at 10 o'clock, there was a bit of talk about businesses that decide around uh, staff to force them to be vaccinated. The same with customers. They may say, you can't come into this particular establishment unless you've had a vaccine. And I think they were talking about some concerns that there'd be legal challenges around that. And they wanted a perhaps government directive on whether that would be accurate or not. I'm just wondering what your thoughts are. Is that a good idea that businesses can say to staff or even customers, no, we don't want you using this business? business if you haven't had a vaccine? Mitchell, we're actually in the process of uh, organising a um, member survey uh, as we speak uh, to gauge their uh, thoughts. So I might just hold on answering that yeah, that's for fair one enough. moment. Um, but we've said all along, and, and Paul, I'm sure, has said on your program, if you are in a position to be vaccinated, please go and get vaccinated. We hear governments all the time, state and federal, talking around the 70 to 80 percent population um, being vaccinated before these lockdowns uh, can disappear. And and I think uh, all your listeners will agree if we we don't want to go through this all the time. We don't want the stop-start economy. We don't want, um, as I'm working now from home, when we could be in the office uh, celebrating with uh, colleagues. So please, if you're in a position to go and get vaccinated, go and get vaccinated, build up the numbers, and then hopefully we will stop having these uh, conversations. Let's hope so. Thanks so much for being on the program and good luck with the roadshow and hopefully it does get off the ground in September. Can I just say again, um, if people want to learn more and uh, find out more, um, the roadshow will be free both to chamber members and non-chamber members. Just go to victorianchamber.com.au and follow the prompts in there. So thanks very much for your time, Mitchell. Absolute pleasure. Thank you, Tim Tim O'Callaghan, with us there from the Victorian Chamber of Commerce and Industry. He's their General Manager of Strategic Initiatives. The Mitchell's Front Page Podcast is brought to you by Geelong Bank. Listen live on 94.7 The Pulse, Mondays and Tuesdays from 9 to 11. Or search for Mitchell's Front Page on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or wherever you get your podcasts.